What is up, everyone? This is Sarah G. It is Gen Z Gab. Let's get into it. So this, the time has come and, you know, we're going to go off for a little bit. I don't know when I'll be back right now. I just have had a lot of things coming up and just for my sleep, for my sanity, for a lot of other things. It's just for the best if I, you know, go away for a little bit. Now, that's not to say I have jobs and stuff coming up and, you know, trying to pursue other things, but I've loved doing this podcast. Like, that's what I wanted to just emphasize. I love doing this. It's just, once again, if anyone who's out there is trying to succeed in this business or in this, you know, platform without a huge following, per se, or a huge you know, audience, it's going to be hard. And I'm not saying that, you know, that's what I was looking to do or what I was looking for. I just have been kind of thinking through that lately, just that, you know, I've said a lot of my piece on here. There is not a lot more to do, really. I'm not saying that there's not more issues that I'll eventually come back and do stuff with. It's just how life is. And I think like, you know, taking a break during the strike and then doing my other podcast, Sarah G Strikes, I think that was amazing. Just getting different amounts of expertise, I guess, in the audio and um, video world, you know, and just be understanding myself more as a creator, which I know people are going to make fun of or whatever, but that's just, I'm taking some other classes and I'm doing some other projects. So I am happy to be moving forward. This has definitely been a journey, I think, for understanding myself and seeing my comfort level. You know, the amount of guests I've had along the way, maybe not as many as I would have thought at one point, but that doesn't matter. You know, what this was to do was understand if other people could, you know, come together and join and it didn't maybe do that. But other Gen Zers who might be in my place, the elder ones especially, because it's like we graduated from college, a lot of us, and then things just kind of happened. And then people go on and on about all this stuff that happened during COVID. And yes, I am here to talk about chronic illness and neurodivergence and just more of the things that I keep finding out. And again, watching Percy Jackson, like, and re kind of finding that as an adult more has been very liberating and it's just so good. I want to applaud all those kids who did a great job. I want to applaud, you know, Leah Jeffries for her way of playing Annabeth, but also just, you know, pushing, which shouldn't even be boundaries, but keeping your natural hair and hairstyles. Like, I just want to applaud you for using your voice, applaud the casting and the costume, just applaud the whole production as well. And I just think, you know, it's very um, reminiscent of some things. You know, I grew up a little bit on the younger end of Harry Potter and with my ADHD, I guess I internalized more things. So again, I had some love-hate with some of these books where it was about coming after a kid who had some of the things that I had. And now it's like, okay, it's a little more different and whatever. But again, my mom, I remember, and I was talking about this with her, 
is that uh, she would walk around and have these books. And then she'd say when I was reading, you know, when we started reading Percy Jackson, she would be telling me all his books that, you know, he also read for his own kid. And I'm like, is that supposed to, like, make me feel better? Because, again, they still drop the ball, medical people, etc., on what type of ADHD I was, etc. Now, granted, this was, like, 15, 20 years ago, so it's not like it's, you know, the end of the world, but I, again, go through all my lab test sheets and, you know, uh, hypermobility, I, I passed that, but then um, they did an Ehlers-Danlos test, and I didn't have it, you know? There's just so many funny things that, you know, you go across and you start to realize, oh, you didn't understand them then, and now you're going back now, and it makes such clear sense and yeah I guess the reason I talk about it so much and especially lately is just I think because it's like finding my own identity again with that and more of like understanding and accepting it and you know fully understanding because I think when people say oh this kid's ADHD for a long time it didn't really make sense oh this kid is anxious and OCD and again my anxiety and my OCD actually I think because I was masking a little bit surprisingly I mask I know people cannot believe that and I can't really either but the point is it just all makes more sense now and I want to applaud my friend again Laura hi Laura if you are listening I loved your recent tick talk Instagram poll about if you guys want to see or or whatever she's doing a neurodivergence friendly she's attempting to at least try to make it more friendly and again for my brand of ADHD and you know a very it's other and I think a lot of other people too for their specific type of ADHD sometimes we hear a joke and we can't help ourselves and we have to shoot up or try to have a conversation so please try to think about getting a, like a buzzer or something if you want to connect I love the idea of fidget spinners and ear um plugs which I mean I have grown out of a lot of my sensory issues which is great like I mean I'm not judging but I had sensory processing disorder for the longest time and it obviously doesn't go away but the funniest part is I think once you know I kind of got out of school and some of the other things fire drills used to you know drive me up a wall which I think other people can agree like the thing is they do not need to be that loud they do not need to be that loud where I'm pretty sure I got tendonitis from it because it was like from the 60s or something so that, and I think just because, you know, when people want to, like, teach kids about safety, I think they could go about it a little bit different. Again, I realized throughout my life how much more of things, like, where I say, I don't have childhood trauma, I don't think I witnessed that many things, and then I realized, well, you weren't that old when 9-11 happened, you were a uh, three. So let that sink in. And I talk about this a lot just because I think it's one of those. Another thing that I love about trying to create this platform was talking about more of the uncomfortableness and calling out some people along the way. The reason that I sometimes they'll give a vague description is because I don't believe like, you know, the innocence and proving guilty or whatever. I just believe that, you know, sometimes you're going to cross paths with these people. Either they sometimes know what you're talking about or don't. And it's not me trying to create feuds per se. It's just me trying to, you know, or trying to like play along or just be 
you know, civil. It's just uh, more along the lines of, here's my feeling about a person. I'm pretty sure other people kind of feel the way, but we don't really know them. So again, people could say you could call them out, but it just doesn't really feel right. Unless they're like a big time D-lister or something, like I've mentioned multiple times. So yeah, as I kind of segue in different directions here, that's where I just meant though with Laura, she is a phenomenal person. I am glad to, you know, have an online acquaintanceship, friendship with her. Um, but yeah, she is trying to make it more friendly for the neurodivergent community and I'm so thankful for and I was just saying that, you know, not trying to shed light or be all like, I'm just happy with my little wins here and there. And, you know, um, I just think it's great, though, that she's trying to be more accommodating and understanding. Now, granted, she did herself finally get more of a real diagnosis for herself, but that's neither here nor there. If you are someone who does get self-diagnosed you are not alone, and self-diagnosis is valid. I just want to say that. But I think I've just been, you know, going through motions, reliving it is because, you know, they say anxious people, ADHD people, neurodivergent people, whatever, re-watch the same show. So, of course, that's how I process things because I'm still working through my trauma. And no wonder I got a, um, you know, a autoimmune condition like I have right now. Hashimoto's so yes and I got put on something else that has been really helpful but I'm not gonna list it because it's one of those that um you know I feel like people who have it know if people are curious who have a thyroid disorder they should go on it potentially but it's also like a I'm not a medical provider so I don't really want to say that and you know get people all over the place with it because again between that the ozempic craze the you know all of that it's just like we get out of hand and when it's something that you know yes i want to help people by telling things about being helpful but at the same time not so much also recently in a different segue because this is how my brain works again people remember you know, I've been saying I've been trying to figure out more of my roots and my family on other sides. Here's the funny part is that like 23andMe and Ancestry for certain like other groups for POC groups and I feel really bad and I understand what you're talking about now. They only have like 74 people in the Native American group. Like what's the, what's going on there? They don't like they only have like 200 people in the Swana group just in their database. And I just think to myself, that is really, um, wow, like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe there's something off there. So again, I just wanted to say, if you're someone kind of like me, who kind of gets hyper fixated here and there on different things, and who's been kind of following my story as I've, you know, gotten dual citizenship, but also just trying to find some of these mystery family members on different sides again, sometimes it's better to leave alone. But you know, you've been here, you've followed my crazy train of thought where I go from one to another to another, but that's where in my in my brain, kind of like how Michael, uh, Michael Scott has like things that are starting in a sentence or whatever. Again, every week I have a list of things that I'm going to talk about and I go down it in my checklist. If I haven't hit it, then I'm going to do another side quest that isn't really a part of the story. And that's when I realize again, going back, to Percy Jackson, um, I thought I grew up to be, like, uh, Grover 
you know, stay on the quest to ask. And even um, Annabeth, even though she has some, she still has ADHD. We know it. But no, I'm Percy. And that's, that is what it is. I'm stubborn. I have opinions. I'm snarky. So, yeah. And I just wanted to talk about that. But I think I've learned to embrace it even more lately. As more time goes on and you're healing that part instead, I think that that works out well, too. And I think that, you know, letting go of trying to get, like, popular with other people. And this is just, you know, my life thoughts for the 26-year finale of, you know, Gen Z Gab for a little while. And also just thoughts that if you're someone who's new here and who are is trying to figure out things why you know this girl has a podcast and what she talks about is so weird or so strange or you know she goes off on tangents yeah I know that's me and I try really hard but the thing is nobody's perfect and you're trying to just you know, accommodate. And I think that that's less something that you should do because people pleasing, there has been so many comments about that lately that I just have decided to say people pleasing is one of the weirdest things because people go, it's like a positive manipulation, less of a negative. But I also think that it's like not even manipulation. I think it's um self-loathing. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of um just trying to keep the peace. And yes, maybe so, but I think it's one of those confusing things. And when you say recovering, please are perfectionist, but it's like, no wonder you, so many women wind up having autoimmune diseases because they're trying so hard just to keep everything going. And people go, you don't have to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Yes. And then we have an unattainable society. And then I see people like, I don't know, JLo who's, you know, doing her thing. And yes, congratulations. I'm so happy at 55 almost. You can do what you keep doing, but like you are not setting a standard for, you know, your age of woman. You are not setting a standard for, you know, how um people's bodies. And that's, again, LA, whatever. But watching her last night, I was okay with AO. And her response, like, online goes, like, I start to think about it. She is so overrated. She's not bad, and her dancing's good and all, but I just don't see the hype as much. So, yeah, aside from that, AO did phenomenal. I'm gonna, you know, segue into some more positive notes. If you've been here, if you've been following along with me, you know that I am a big fan of the bear on um, Hulu, and it's, you know, from FX, but AO is so hilarious. I loved all her sketches, and I loved how she actually really wanted Nikki Haley in the sketch, and it happened. I think her monologue, my mom knows very little about this woman, and it's um, interesting, but as my mom was hearing her monologue of her being a kid from immigrant parents, and then, like, all the Nigerian aunties love her and uncles, but my mom was crying like when she started crying and I felt it. And it's like, this is a dream come true for a variety of people. But I just wanted to give her a hug there just because it just seemed such a big deal. And, you know, with the Grammys coming up tonight and just all the award seasons and she, A.O. has had an opportunity, like so many opportunities. And she's just 
so still down to earth and stays true to herself. I really appreciate that. So I very rarely want to talk about this week in pop culture and list real names, but you know, I've listed, but every time I see the Ned's pod come up and their things, I'm always like a little bit, why do I have to know this? Or why does this show up? And I know people can say you can turn away, but the problem is I'm learning like everything against my will with how much they post. And recently there was a thing. A thing about, you know, Lindsay being pregnant with Devin's kid. And I thought he was dating someone. So again, just the creepiness of the whole thing. And people are so obsessed with, you know, their relationship when it's like, that was a long time ago. And again, watching just how things evolve and the whole, again, I talk all the time about Paco, but it's like, I found out recently, which I should have known for a while, the reason I was liking uh, Brotherly Love a little more. They actually did full-on move, and I know I'm starting beef. Here's the thing. When you're a micro-creator, I mean, you can start beef or whatever, but it's also like this person could be like, who the fuck is she? Does she really matter? Not really. So, yeah. And again, a lot of things I say, I say online, on the comments. And yes, I know I should take a page from the SNL skit about, did I write that? But here's the thing. I wrote that is because sometimes people need to be held accountable. And it's better than going on Reddit and not saying it. You know, saying it, but not saying it. Reddit and remaining anonymous, like a lot of people do. So, yeah, um, if the SNL is listening, you maybe should consider the Instagram versus Reddit thing, and I think that that would be very interesting takes. Uh, that was one of my favorite sketches on top of some of the others last night. I think it was a very eye-opening experience, if you know what I'm saying and I know people are like what do you mean do you know what I'm saying so yeah um there's all those different types of things but I did want to just say that yeah I guess I just really don't understand anymore like it's one of those things where I can't tell anymore is things being told because they want it shared or because they think that they want us to know all these things and the problem is that I just really like rewatch podcasts that are more like office lady format or back to the bar format or which I mean I get, they got a little better which I know people have criticisms that I think it, it's been better than a lot of others or pod meets world a lot of these other rewatch podcasts like I said are just them shitting on each other telling stories that nobody asked for and then there's the same formula with all these other influencers who finally make it big. And then it's like, now it's like all of the stuff you say is so cringy, man, and disgusting. Like, why can't you? And I understand things are, you know, hit or miss depending on certain people. But I just sit here looking at it like, how is this allowed to be said? I understand we had freedom of the speech, but how is this like, you know, how do people find this funny? And again, I know humor is subjective, but still, you know, it just, it doesn't, a lot of things, 
a lot of things don't hit right these days. And maybe I'm just growing older and having different opinions. But I do not need to know about Lindsay and Devin's, like, 6th grade, 8th grade romance that they had with each other. 6th grade and um, ninth grade. I don't know romance with each other. I don't need to see, like, always, like, the differences that they talk about on... There, I don't need to know about Devin and Lindsay's nightmares or dreams recurring about each other. Like, I think they think that people want that relationship. No, the more that you hear about it, the more you're like, I did not need to know about you going through this and that. And I get it. It's a journey through life. But you talk about the reboot and everything. It's just not going to happen, especially now after all the shit you laid out on your podcast. And the thing is, we walk behind the scenes about, like, what happened in this scene. Not behind the scenes of who was given who, um, you know, a BJ. That doesn't need to happen. That doesn't need to be talked about. Some things can be left unsaid. And I know I reiterate this every week, but it's like, I see a new one every week, and yes, I try to turn it off, and yes, I try to do a lot of things, but social media, the funny thing is, Instagram, I comment something that's actually not bullying or other things, kind of similar to TikTok, where I make a TikTok and do all original things to the best of my ability and give credit, etc. They report me, but they don't report the problematic people. Or the things that people are saying. And I just don't get it. Is it because I fully, fully explained that I'm neurodivergent on all these things? Maybe. Do I think that, you know, the popular effect is really still getting to me in my 20s? A little bit. But it's like, you know what, though? A lot of these people that are on podcasts right now, and I say this every week, but a lot of these people that are doing these podcasts, acting like they're still the shit... They're just trying to monetize the crap out so that they can get as much money as humanly possible, even though people have seen their true colors and have been less interested and people go, it becomes a hate watch. Well, yeah, but even then the haters going to become more turned off by some of that stuff, at least in my opinion. Again, I just can't get over how much like the chaos and the talking over each other and then hearing the story after story like are we supposed to feel like we need to know this like do they think that they're being edgy by saying this like some comedians because I don't really know where to go from there because it's it's very awkward and it's like I don't know what to talk to this person about if I'm ever on set with them because I, I know already way too much about you so, yeah talk about so I'm gonna just talk about really quick just some wholesome vibes because I know that there's a lot of things going on in this world there's a lot of things I'm critical of and I want to end this podcast on a really good note and I think that plus or minus going on with you know all the things happening which again I strongly encourage you to keep educating yourself about Palestine even if you can't, like, boycott everything, and trust me, I, I'm all, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, it is so hard to do that when you're so freaking broke to donate and to try to, like, fight everything. It's just, it, it, it can't be done, and that's okay. 
it's kind of like a, I try to eat a vegetarian meal once or twice a day, but I'm not going to be like full blown. And I tried that in college and that did not work out well. And, you know, I just, I just love all the stuff that I said along the way, you know, the drill. That being said, if you want something very wholesome, because I got off track, ha ha ha, love ADHD, love it, love it, love it. Um, Go and check out the Grey's Anatomy cast members and their pages with all their wholesome friendships. Like, it is like Olive Garden. When you're here, you're family kind of deal. Like, it really is. And, you know, I think that's why so many people, especially my age, want to stay. And I guess I never know when that how long it's gonna do and again the closest as cringy as it is the closest I'll ever get is by making the sketches that I do and I am the very very annoying person <laughs> and I'm now doing my cartoonish talk so yeah you know that I'm getting a little embarrassed by myself which you know it's good to humble yourself it's good to have people in your life to humble you and I can clearly tell by how close this cast is that is what is happening. I truly just loved watching, again, how much they're close, despite the fact that there is some differences on who follows who, especially on the uh, Super Bowl issue. Again, here's the thing. I'm just in it, like I said last year. I am just in it for the <laughs> commercials. I really am not... Obviously, the Chiefs versus 49ers kind of has happened before. It'll be an interesting game. Uh, I'm admitting, though, that I am not one of those people that is just there for Taylor Swift. I have a very weird, complex relationship with some of the stuff. Because, again, I uh, as I appreciate, you know, everyone surrounding, I'm also, like, sitting here, like, still not quite over the things she did for global warming. And amongst other things, but, you know, I don't want a whole bunch of Swifties, you know, coming up to me with their pitchforks. I don't know. I just have some mixed feelings about it. But again, like, that's kind of like my same mixed feelings about Billie Eilish when, you know, she thanks almost every... Well, she just thanks Greta and Greta and Margot in her speech about the Barbie thing when it's like everyone and then... Oh my gosh, the whole Nicki Minaj thing is like getting me so messed up. But the fact that I spice Nicki Minaj the mistakenly one, which I know that's terrible, but like the stuff going on with Nicki Minaj, if you have not followed that, you are so lucky. Again, there are so many things that I wish I didn't follow. And again, I'm getting off a of track. But my point is like when I watch how pure a lot of these friendships are, on like Grey's Anatomy I just go wow you know like I would love again just to play a corpse I know that sounds so morbid but that's kind of the level that I'm at at this point where um it would just be cool to see the magic and maybe it's just like one of those rose tinted glasses but it's just giving me vibes like you know Whenever I see them do something together that, especially the younger cast, it just it just makes my heart happy. I don't know what else describe it. It just, it does so much. I think kind of like watching the new Percy Jackson, it's kind of like giving me that Harry Potter 2 cast by where it just, it 
feels like these people aren't letting fame get too much to their head. And I just, I really appreciate that because just as life goes on and sometimes things change and people, you know, evolve and that happen. And I guess that's okay that I haven't hit that because, again, I don't want it to I had, and I think that that's where people think that they're not gonna change, and then they do change, so it's like never any ping pong of that as well. And I know I talk about all these same things, but it's like, despite, so a lot of people, um, you know, when they get famous, they change a lot of the, you know, millennial Gen Z actors, I find less are having that issue, and I'm okay with that you know, the issue of fame going to their head, but then it's like, the influencer crowd is a whole different thing, and again, people are like, you should watch your mouth, I know I should watch my mouth, but it's always funny when people say, you should watch your mouth, is usually the funniest part when they're the people that say the most cringy, disgusting things ever, or are just the most hypocritical, so yeah, I don't know what else to say on the whole matter, it's just, been a very wild ride here this has been episode you know 70 wow I can't believe I got 70 episodes here of this show but episode 70 of Gen Z Gab and we will see you soon mm -hmm.